With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Thursday, October 27th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the World Series is set to start uh, tomorrow night in Houston after what seems like an eternity of waiting. Uh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the World Series and uh, the matchup between the Astros and the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Kind of a surprise that the uh, the Phillies sort of rode momentum all the way into the uh the, the National League pennant and and are now uh, in Houston trying to, uh, you know, break up the Astros who are on a winning streak here. They're uh, undefeated in the postseason and and looking to sweep their way to uh, a World Series title. Uh, yeah, Joe, uh, the Phillies, they they beat the, beat the Cardinals, you know, in a two-game sweep in the wild card. Then they beat, the, beat uh, Atlanta in the ALDS in four games and took out San Diego in the ALCS in five games. And uh, they're a wild-card team on a roll. And, uh, you know, the Houston, I think the last – this is their third World Series in the last six years, or maybe their fourth World Series. Fourth. Yeah, their fourth World Series in the last six years. And both times they've lost, they've lost to a wild-card team. The Nationals beat them. And uh, and Atlanta was a wild card team as well. It beat them last year. So, uh, you know, the, this is, uh, I mean, on paper, it looks like uh, the Astros have a big edge. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're, if you're into uh, signs and uh, prophecies, you know, this is uh, maybe history is repeating itself. The only uh, team since uh, 1969 to uh, complete an undefeated season, uh, an undefeated postseason, uh, the big red machine in 1976. So that's what the uh, the Astros are going for here. Uh, they're seven and zero heading into uh, into the, the first game of the World Series. Uh, the what was it? The um, 2005 White Sox and the 1999 Yankees each went 11 and one. So uh, who knows? Uh, it, it's uh, I don't know if it's a goal. I think just winning the whole thing is is probably the the bigger goal, but. You know, a chance that uh, you know to to sort of make history there for Dusty Baker, and and that really is uh, you know you you mentioned uh, Dusty Baker. He's the winningest manager in Major League Baseball history to never have won uh, a World Series. Uh, so you know that the the Astros are out there sort of pulling for for Dusty. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's uh, you know an interesting matchup. You've got uh, you know Dusty uh, Dusty Baker, who's done everything but win a World Series, as you just said, and and Rob Thompson, who you know kind of took over for the Phillies after Joe Girardi was fired in June and kind of turned that you know helped turn their season around. So you've got you know the the two managers on the you know the you know opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and you know, at age seventy-three, you kind of get the feeling, uh, you know, it's it's it, it might be uh, a walk-off home run for for Dusty if he does, uh, you know, complete this uh, this sort of ride. Uh, a lot of people, uh, Terry Francona always speaks very highly of Dusty Baker, uh, his character, and 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 things, uh, a lot of things about him uh, from from his father uh, Tito's experience. You know, playing with Dusty Baker back in uh, in in the in the sixties, uh, just what would it mean for a guy like Dusty Baker to to come through and, and really sort of cap off what's already a Hall of Fame career? Yeah, you know, if you saw him uh, after they uh, you know clinched or they beat San Diego to clinch the NL pennant, he was like he was like fifteen years old jumping around. <laughs> he was like he was really excited. I've never seen him like that. You know, he's pumping. You know, he's giving people high fives. He was just like he could barely contain himself that he was going back to the World Series. So this is, you know, the good for Dusty, and uh, I think it's going to be an interesting series, Joe. They set the. Uh, they set the the uh, pitching matchups at least for game one. Aaron Nola is going for the Phillies. Justin Verlander going for uh, Houston, is and game two Zach Wheeler is going for the Phillies. And uh, I I would imagine Framber 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 Valdez is going for uh, Houston. Right. Yeah. The the pitching matchups always uh, you know very interesting uh, in in. With the the threat of of weather uh, for games three, four, and five, and the the possibility that you know there could be delays or 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 whatnot, um, you know you might have an opportunity to pitch uh, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola in multiple games in this series if the if if the World Series is delayed by more than a couple of days. Yeah, that's what uh, you know uh, Thompson was saying. Uh, you know, in in an interview yesterday, mm-hmm. they've got a chance to uh, pit. You know, have their best two guys, Nola and Wheeler, pitch and start four of the seven games, depending on how long it goes. So, you know, that's a you know as good as Houston's uh, starting rotation is. You know, that's that's an advantage for the Phillies. Hey, if the weather when we've seen the weather and 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 be sort of uh, you know funny, knowing that Citizens Bank Park is an outdoor stadium in Philadelphia, uh, four games might be the minimum that they get to pitch in in this series. You you might get to see those guys six games out of seven, uh, if that if the if the series is extended uh, and and delayed uh, by multiple games. Only by the time it gets back to uh, to Houston is uh, you know are the are the dates and times uh, definitely going to happen because of uh, uh, the roof down there. Yeah, definitely, and uh, you know it's interesting. Uh, the uh, you know the Astros won 106 games in the regular season. Uh, the Phillies won 87 to get into the postseason. Kind of snuck into the postseason. That's the on oh, the second biggest differential in victories in World Series history. And you know you've just uh, you know it's, we're talking about a Houston team that is really loaded. Uh, you're talking about Houston that's loaded. Uh, their their lineup is is you know sort of. Uh, Top heavy, you've got uh, Jordan Valdez, or yeah, I'm sorry, Jordan Alvarez, 
sitting in that uh, that four hole. He's a guy who uh, has to be intimidating for for any Philadelphia pitcher uh, to to face, even lefties. Yeah, MVP candidate. Um, just I was reading a story where the um, um, where where the, the Astros, you know, they they wanted to sign this guy as an international, uh, you know, free agent. Uh, they, but they were over budget. They couldn't get them. The Dodgers scooped them up. And like, uh, you know, like six weeks later, seven weeks later, the Dodgers made a trade with Houston. And, and you know, Alvarez was the guy they got in return. And he's just turned into a monster. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's impressive to see the way that he's uh, sort of grown since his, his rookie year. Was, he was, uh, you know, the rookie of the year in, in the American League. And then um, has has really climbed and, and taken off since then. Uh, another, uh, you know, on the other side of things for Philadelphia, they went out and got uh, a prize free agent a couple seasons ago in Bryce Harper, and and that transaction has certainly paid off. Uh, no bigger moment than in the bottom of the eighth inning uh, in Philly last week when he basically hit the home run that sent the team to the World Series. Uh, Bryce Harper's promise has paid off. Uh, he's he's already a, a what two-time MVP, uh, a um, you know uh, a World Series title would would pretty much cement him as one of the game's biggest superstars. No no doubt about it. And this is a guy you know that missed such a big chunk of the season with that broken thumb when he got hit by a pitch. Still came back to hit 18 home runs to I uh, bat 286. Um, you know, still really, and he looks like he's, you know, he's coming into his own, Joe, just getting hot at the right time in this lineup. Uh, you know, you, you've got Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber's hitting leadoff for the Phillies. The guy hit 46 home runs this year, this past season, and he's hitting leadoff. What, you know, what does that tell you about their the Phillies lineup? Uh, if we're in October and we're talking about Kyle Schwarber, I, I bet you there are a million Cleveland fans out there whose stomachs just keep turning after what he did in, in 2016 uh, to uh, to Cleveland in, in the World Series. But uh, but you're right, he's, he's the big difference maker. This was a guy that, you know, the Guardians might have, have, have wanted to take a look at, maybe kick the tires on in free agency. Obviously, he's, he, uh, he probably priced himself out of, of any sort of, um, you know, look in, in Cleveland prior to this season. Uh, but, you know, he went to Philly and, and obviously, you know, paid off there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just, uh, you know, like a, he's, he plays left field. He's really a DH. But, you know, uh, uh, Harper's Harper's DH in, uh, for the Phillies right now. So but he's, you know, he's in, he's turned himself into an adequate left fielder. But, you know, he, he's all about the bat, Joe. This, this guy was born to hit, man. And he is he's got some power and he's dangerous. Um so, you know, I was looking at what do you think of Verlander? What can you say about Verlander? 39 years old. He, you know, he went 18 and four in the regular season, 1.75 ERA. I think he's like 15 and 10 in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, what, what can I say about him? I, I can say that he's going to win his third Cy Young uh, for certain. Uh, and he's going to do that after an age 39 season where he's coming off of Tommy John surgery. Uh, all of that is very impressive. Uh, you know, we, we've seen Justin Verlander up close uh, for, for years uh, when he was with Detroit and, you know, looked mortal back then. You know, he was, was, was the Guardians were or Cleveland was able to to beat him, uh, you know, pretty consistently early in his career. And then he just sort of took off uh, 
but right now he has he has the resume, uh, you know, to be a first ballot Hall of Famer uh, if he completes this uh, this journey for for Houston this year. Uh, I think uh, you know he, he might be a unanimous guy. I, I mean, this is this is the kind of storybook career that that uh, you sort of dream of if you're a guy like Justin Verlander and. Uh, for him to do what he did this year and, you know, do it at the age and coming off of injury that he's done it uh, to, to cap it off with a World Series title would would pretty much be the pinnacle for him. Yeah, I was kind of worried. You know, he got knocked around against Seattle in the in the, uh, you know, in the ALDS uh, in his first start there against the Mariners. But then he came back and pitched really well against the Giants. Uh, the uh, the the uh, Yankees in in the ALDS and he looks you know he looks ready to you know take the ball tomorrow night uh, in the first game of the World Series. This, I think he's like only there's only been 16 guys, 16 pitchers, 15 15 or 16 pitchers to start a World Series game at 39 years or older, and you know he's 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 the latest to do it. So and he's still throwing 98 miles an hour, Joe. So. You know, it, it's going to be fun to watch him and see what he does uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, if there's one thing on Verlander's resume that he uh, he might want to change around, it's his record in World Series games. Uh, he's 0-6 with a 5.68 ERA in games in the World Series. Now, postseason overall, he's he's got a much better overall record. Uh, but his uh, his starts in, I believe, in, in 2017, he, he started two games in the, the year that the uh, – the Astros won that. Um, you know, he he he's he's got to come out. He's he's got to be looking for more satisfaction coming away from a a, a win in a World Series game uh, for himself. Uh, I, I think personally. So you know, who knows what uh, what his outings are are going to look like? But he's certainly going up against a lineup that can take him deep uh, in in Philadelphia. Yeah, and uh, you know, then uh, you know, Framber Valdez. You know, it, it kind of. Verlander and Valdez kind of remind, remind me of what 2007 when CC Sabathia and uh, Fausto Carmona were, you know, both kind of Cy Young contenders. You know, Valdez went 17 and six. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline with a 2.82 ERA during the regular season. And he's, you know, he's pitched very well in the postseason as well. So, you know, that, that's a great one-two punch, man. Yeah. All, all you're telling me there is that the rich get richer. And, you know, <laughs> team that team that already has Justin Verlander, has Framber Valdez, has Christian Javier, uh, you know, they, they, they are very deep and they're very talented. And uh, my pick right now is, is the Astros in five. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see if Major League Baseball has a way of extending things to to six or seven games. Uh, you know, it always always seems to work out that way. Do you think in your mind, if the Astros dominate this World Series, if they sweep or, you know, win in five, uh, does this change anybody's mind about the whole cheating scandal in 2017, 2018? Uh, you know, the do, does it take away the 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 sort of stain and the stigma? Is that what? 
you know, Dusty Baker was brought in to do, uh, or or will uh, will banging on garbage cans still follow this team around for, uh, you know, in perpetuity until at least, you know, the major players who were who were still around back then are are gone. I think Jose Altuve is going to get booed for the rest of his career, Joe. As great a player as he is, and as much as I like to I like to watch him play, you know, he can't escape that. And any of those guys connected with that 2017 team are going to, you know, suffer the same consequence. But, you know, I think you've got to give Houston credit for where, where credit is due here. You know, the last, what, they made the postseason six straight years. This is their what, fourth trip to the World Series we were talking about. You know, I think if you're, if you're realistic, you've got to get past it. You know, if you're, if you're a baseball fan, I think you've got to get past the fact that they got caught, they got punished. Was it enough punishment in, in the minds of a lot of people? No, it wasn't, because none of the players were really punished. You know, except uh, you know Cora and uh, well, the, I, I don't. Cora wasn't playing, right? Uh, but Beltran was was punished, I guess. Right, Beltran was punished in in New York, but not right. you know as a as a member of, of the the Astros. Yeah, so you know those you know, but really the hammer never dropped on on the players, the guys that instigated the whole thing. You know, the manager and and the GM were 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 you know were fired and and suspended. Uh, but you know, I think. I think, you know, like I was saying, if you're a baseball fan, eventually you got to give these guys some credit. I mean, they've got a great scouting system. They just keep coming up with players. You know, they, the players, Framber Valdez, Garcia, you know, who's the, the shortstop, Pena, you Very know, was same, yeah. yeah, the MVP of the, uh, the ALCS or the NLCS. I mean, you know, where do these guys, you know, they're doing a great job and, you know, they've got the marketing They've got a bunch of Cuban players that they've, you know, they've, they've. I think they've got the most Cuban players in their in their farm system, and you know, as among the uh, thirty big league teams. So they've done a good job. I don't. Will they ever escape that? No, I don't think they ever will. So you heard it here first. Hoinsey says it's okay to boo the Astros for as long as you want, and uh, <laughs> it, you know, hey, you're a Hall of Fame voter. Uh, one once uh, once Jose Altuve retires and. And he shows up on the Hall of Fame ballot. Is this something that you would consider uh, when when you take into account the 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 whole of his career? It you know I would consider it, but it wouldn't stop me from voting for him. You know, I, I mean, think, I, yeah, I, just, I, I, I think mean, that's I think that's fair. I think it's fair to you know take it into consideration, but still look at all of the other um, you know attributes of a player, and 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 you know you could still vote for a guy. Uh, even despite that, now it's not steroids, so it's it's com- completely different. But um, yeah, I, I think you you've got to at least bring it up. And boy, I would I would love to see it on his plaque if he ever does get into Cooperstown. You know, hey, won a World Series title in 2017 with an asterisk next to it. That would be uh, <laughs> that would be very interesting. And baseball uh, baseball fans have long memories; they never forget, Joe. Yeah, that's uh, well, I, I, I am certainly never going to forget, uh, you know, actually catching the guy videoing the Cleveland dugout and and, and the league doing nothing about it uh, in, in 2018. I, I, you know, I just find it amusing. All right. Uh, we did get some breaking news uh, just before we started recording today's podcast. Uh, we found out the finalists in the American and National League uh, for Silver Slugger Awards, uh, those of uh, been announced. Uh, the finalists have been announced. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on when the uh, 
the announcement. Uh, I, I gotta believe it's going to be after the World Series when the the winners will be announced. But uh, the Guardians have uh, two candidates uh, at least make it to the finals for the Silver Slugger awards at their positions. Uh, obviously, at third base, Jose Ramirez is going to be there. Uh, he's uh, a finalist along with Boston's Rafael Devers, uh, Houston's Alex Bregman, and Matt Chapman in Toronto. Uh, over at second base, uh, the aforementioned Jose Altuve, uh, Marcus Semien, uh, DJ LeMahieu from the Yankees, and Jose and uh, Andres Jimenez of the Guardians. Your all-star starter at second base, uh, Jimenez, uh, certainly uh, you know one of the more exciting players on the Guardians roster, and uh, looking forward to uh, you know big things from him in the future. Uh, could start here with a, a silver slugger at second base. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great for uh, Andres. Uh, certainly had a breakout season. I, I don't even know if it's a breakout season. I guess it's a career season, right? And so far, um, but uh, just you know, showed some you know defensively. I know this doesn't take into effect the uh, defense, but defensively he was great, and offensively showed some power that you know no one saw coming. I don't think what 17, 18 home runs. Just had a you know hit for a hit for an average and it's just too bad you know he got hit in the hand there joe it kind of slowed him down in september you know and, and in for the postseason but uh you know i think he had a great season S- certainly uh a deserving uh, you know deserving candidate for a silver slugger award yeah he didn't he didn't just get hit in the hand he got hit everywhere he got hit <laughs> in the hand he got hit in the back he got hit in the foot uh and and in the number of times there was questions as to whether he got hit and and the opposing manager, you know, had to review it or consider reviewing it. Or uh, I believe Terry Francona got tossed out of a game over arguing whether or not he got hit uh, in, a, in, a, in a game uh, that, you know, it, you laugh about it, you joke about it. A, it takes a big toll. And B, it was a big part of his game. Tito said uh, the reason why he was getting hit so much was because he's up on the plate. He's daring you to throw inside. And and when you do, he's he's doing damage with those pitches. Um, I don't think people realize just how clutch he was uh, throughout the season. In the in the seventh inning or later, you know, pretty much from mid May through the end of August, uh, Andres Jimenez was one of the most dominant um, hitters in the American League with with runners on base in the seventh inning or later. Yeah, that's a great point. He was really really clutch with uh and when it when it counted you know just uh i'll never forget the walk off against uh, the twins you know in in the in mid-season really kind of put the twins on alert that they 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 were in serious trouble when it was when it came to uh winning the al central and you know he kind of did the uh you know he put them to sleep as he walked around as he ran around third base that was just you know and he did that i mean he was really a dangerous hitter you know, in the late innings and, and, w- and when they needed a big hit, it was, yeah. it was fun to watch him, uh, you know, swing the bat. Everybody remembers the, the two home runs that Josh Naylor hit in that game in, uh, in Chicago back in May, but it was the opposite field home run uh, by Andres Jimenez earlier in that game that sort of, uh, you know, stretched things out and continued it and gave Naylor the opportunity to come up there later and, and tie the game up in, in the ninth and, uh, and then win it after that. Uh, and, and that was a, I, I just remember that at bat. It was a beautiful piece of hitting. Uh, he, he, he crushed a ball opposite field off a left-handed reliever. 
Yeah, yeah, and he, uh, you know, he. I think his splits were, you know, pretty good, right? I don't think he was. He did had a had a dominant, you know, righty lefty kind of split, and uh, he 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 didn't walk a whole lot, I guess. You know, which maybe which maybe it will improve, or you know, as as he gets older, or maybe they don't want him to the way he swings the bat. So, uh, but you know, just a you know, really kind of a kind of just a, a solid part of that lineup, and uh, you know. Just and you know if he hits fifth or sixth, kind of a you know kind of an ambush type hitter. You know once you get through the top four or five guys. Yeah, the the big difference uh, for him was his ability to hit off speed pitches this year uh, and sort of hunt those when he knows that that he's in a in a situation where he can see them. Uh, I, I remember I wrote something about uh, you know it was earlier in the year, it was probably about May or June, uh, and just the the difference between. Last year, uh, when he had to go down to AAA, and and this past season, when you know uh, pitchers thought they could they could fool him with off speed pitches, and and it just wasn't the case. Uh, over at third base, uh, Jose Ramirez. That's a that's some pretty stiff competition there. Uh, if you're, you're you're talking about Rafael Devers, Alex Bregman, uh, Matt Chapman, maybe not so much. He came on at the end of the season a little bit, but. Uh, uh, you know, just looking at the three, uh, my general feeling is Jose Ramirez is going to get the his what fourth Silver Slugger award. Um, but you know, Devers uh, and Bregman, uh, you know, certainly both are, are worthy candidates. Yeah, Devers, you know, is, is really a, a solid hitter. Bregman was he kind of struggled this year, didn't he, Joe? He kind of came on, he kind of got his act together, but he was struggling for a while. I don't know if he was hurt. I think he was hurt, right? Didn't yeah, he was hurt, and then and then down the stretch, he teacher him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, Jose, you know, <laughs> you know, played what like three fourths of the season or the last three and a half months with a broken, uh, you know, with a with a with a you know a, a thumb injury that. You know that they they told him he could have what surgery in June, and he turned it down and and kept swinging the bat, and you know just had you know really set career highs in in uh, you know in RBIs with um, what 126 RBIs, and mm-hmm. um, just uh, you know what hit. Well, I'm trying to look at his numbers right here. 280, you know 280 played. I I think he tied a career high with 157 games played. 29 home runs, 126 RBIs, uh, you know, 869 OPS, um, you know, 601 at bats, you know, with with your hand hurting. That's, you know, I mean, that's that's that shows you he was, you know, he was just hanging in there. He wanted to be there for the for the team, and he wanted he wanted to keep playing. And, and he was dominant uh, early in the season. You know, he's the Player of the Month in April. Uh, jumped out to that big lead in in RBIs, uh, you know, early on, uh, and you know, sort of made adjustments after that injury. He made adjustments to to make himself still be effective. He wasn't necessarily driving the ball as much as he was early in the year, but he was still hitting and, and still getting on base and still running the bases uh, as well. Uh, all those things sort of matter. If you if you take into account, you know, for a silver slugger. If you take into account not just the the power numbers, but you know the way he impacts a lineup or the way he impacts a game, uh, I think he's clearly the the choice at third base o- over the other uh, two guys uh, that I mentioned, three guys that I mentioned. But uh, you know, I, I I've seen you know Devers over the last couple of seasons has has been the guy that's sort of been the 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 popular choice. 
So who knows what uh, what the voters on this uh, particular award are, are going to do, uh, which way they're going to lean. But uh, I think Jose Ramirez a, a good chance to pick up his fourth award in that category, uh, and and you know bring home some hardware for the Guardians. I mean, I, he led the American League with 44 doubles as well. So, you know, I mean, he he still had some pop, although you know his home yeah. runs dropped off with the injury. All right, Hunzi, we're going to wrap it up for today. Uh, Good look at the World Series. Good look at some Silver Sluggers. We'll come back uh, and continue our our look at the, um, our outlook on uh, the 2023 Guardians tomorrow. Uh, Wrap up the week by taking a look at the bullpen here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Good deal, Joe.